What's going on, friends? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a second episode of So I Have This Friend. Y'all don't know who I am. Mel Valentine, also known as Mel. Not one of them, because obviously I'm not one of them. Don't play with them. (laughs) (laughs) And you know me, Ty Benin. Instagram at Ty Benin. You already know. So today we're... We're going to dive straight into it. We're going to talk about, you know, personal stuff. Um, And I think that, you know, it's funny because as humans, we rarely realize, like, the magnitude of how much we, like, usually go out for people. Like, I think we do a lot. Um, Some Mm. people, at least I can speak for myself, like, you know, especially when it comes to friends or even strangers, I'm quick to be a helping hand and initiate conversation or just make someone feel at ease, make someone feel comfortable. Um, Because I usually like to go by the whole mental of treat others the way you want to be treated. As cliche as that sounds. It's life. I'm heavy on that. And I do think that what you put out into this world, what you put into the universe definitely comes back to Mm -hmm. you. So I'm not one to jump into like, oh, this person didn't do this for me, so I'm not going to do that for them. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? But I wanted to jump into it because, so I have this friend who reaches out to me and, you know, calls me to vent, you know, talk about personal problems, like Mm -hmm. how they feel like they're overextending themselves or they feel like, you know, they have people in their circle who, I guess, they don't do what, the people in in my friend's circle doesn't do what my friend does for them. Mm, mm. So for me, it just made me think like, who got you the way you got others? So this friend basically is wants to lean on somebody, but can't be that person to lean on when they need them as well is what you're saying. Right. And Mm. I do think that what, what comes into play is the whole idea, right? Cause it's, it's going back to what I just said about, treating others the way you want to be treated, right? My mentality, especially when I'm, like, developing a relationship with someone, is, you know, I usually just think, like, can I be the friend that this person want me to be Mm -hmm. versus can I be the friend that I know that I can be to them? Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the same time, when you really take a step back and you realize the whole overextending your part as a Mm -hmm. friend, I don't know, you know, is it like, does it come off disingenuous if you start to question it? Like, you know, oh, is this like, why doesn't this person have my back the way that I have theirs? Mm-hmm. Like, I try not to think that because then it just feels like transactional. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you know, you did this for me, so I'm going to do that for you. I'm not a transactional friend. Mm-hmm. I'm entire, you know me. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I go all out for my friends and, you know. I definitely know where you're coming from. I think that for me, my big thing is boundaries. Like, I could definitely be that friend that, you know, you can confide in, you can vent to. I'll be there for you. Same. But at the same time, I know my boundaries. I know when, okay, I need, I need X, Y, Z. I need time to myself. Like, boundaries is very important. So let me ask you this. Like, how do you in in a relationship like or a friendship how do you set that boundary especially if you've already kind of like develop a relationship like let's say you meet someone and you know two months down the line you you know develop a relationship how do you set that boundary how do you set that um environment for that conversation to be had well i think the biggest thing is knowing yourself and laying those boundaries down in the beginning. That's what I do with a relationship or friendship. I'm, I have those boundaries set in stone in the beginning so that it won't be no confusion, no confusion, no misconstrued in mm-hmm. my emotion. You already know what was up with me. For me, me, I have a, a hard time setting boundaries because, well, not now, but I'm just thinking on like pre past relationships where it was a little difficult for me to set boundaries because I guess Mm -hmm. people immediately tend to see like what you can offer or what you bring to the table. And subconsciously, this is why I don't really hold people accountable, but subconsciously people tend to overstep and it comes off, it comes off like, 
oh, you know, he looks like a little sucker, so I'm going to play with him or whatever the case may be or whatever agenda that they have. But that says everything about them as a person. And you know what? They take so much advantage of that. They take advantage of people like that where they think they can. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just at a point right now where it's like, you know, I try to give my friend the benefit of the doubt, try to give my friend advice on like how to proceed. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And for me, I think the biggest thing is, you know, being secure in how you feel Mm. and also being comfortable in being able to say how you feel. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, and I could speak for us. Like, you're my bestie. You know, if I ever feel some type of way, like, we have this relationship and we've already kind of built this, like, dynamic that I can come to you or you can Mm -hmm. come to me. And that reminds me, earlier I was talking to a friend and pretty much just explaining to this friend how, like, you know, I've poured into other people. And for me, I think I'm just at a place where it's like, I don't want to say it's not like if it's not being reciprocated, I'm just going to cut you off. It, it, it's not really that for me. I just think that, you know, we all have a lot going on. So even making time when you don't have time says a lot for me. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And it's like at first, like, let, let's just call it sight. Like at first sight, I'm, I, I can already tell when someone is like, okay, this is someone that can definitely reciprocate energy. I, I, I can already tell where I don't have to question it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm just at a place where it's like, if it's not reciprocal, you know, I'm not going to keep watering mm-hmm. what doesn't, like, especially, like, what doesn't want to grow, ultimately, no longer you know, needs to be watered. Like- you you pour you pour into other people's cups so much it's like okay wait a minute my cup is getting a little a little low no, over seriously. here you know you gotta kind of remember let me pour into my cup too. But you know there's so much strength and like moment of realization in solitude. Mm-hmm. Like for me, you know what it was? It was very much like okay, I'm pouring into other people, yet my cup is starting to get empty. Instead mm-hmm. of looking for other people to pour into me. That little bit that I had, I had to pour into myself. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that comes with not having expectations from others. You know, Mm -hmm. like it really says a lot about you as a person, the way you're able to pour, even when you don't even have enough to pour into yourself. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. My biggest thing, like what advice do you think you can give to someone out there who feels like, you know, they're pouring into others, but it's not being reciprocated? Well, definitely. Um, I think in the beginning, they might not realize that it's happening. But once you do, you really have to pull back, you know, not pull back, like stop communicating, but really like kind of pull your energy back because you're going to be giving yourself away so much that you're not getting it back. And then you're going to be all drained. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy because recently I was talking to a relative about, you know, some personal situations. Mm-hmm. And as you know, I've, I've been involved in a relationship in the past and I was in a very committed relationship for nine years. Like, you know that. So it's like, since I've been single and like dating and getting to know people, whatever the case may be, I've noticed a reoccurring theme. And I, and I think that that plays into the whole narrative of who got you the way you got others Mm. but you know this relative of mine pointed out as i was explaining to them like oh you know i'm dating this person whatever the case may be he goes stop trying to heal like these people and it was like Mm. like the way he just pointed it out you know like for me he was like you don't realize how you meet wait wait say that again say that again for the people who missed that say that again Stop. stop pouring into other people or stop trying to heal other people, Oof. essentially. And for me, it's like, I had to take a step back and I realized, like, a part of this whole journey that I've been on in terms of, like, healing and letting go of, like, my experience that I've been through in the past and not allowing that to even have a place now in my life, you know, it's it's been this reoccurring theme of, 
I'm you could kind of call it trauma bonding, something that I've kind of been trying to take a step back. I don't know if you mm-hmm. know what that means, but ideally trauma bonding basically means that you're bonding over trauma. Mm-hmm. Like you meet someone and they talk to you and they tell you what they've been through. And then like that opens up a door for you to talk to this individual and tell them what you've been through mm-hmm. essentially. And like an emotional attachment. Exactly. Exactly. So that's where the trauma bonding comes in. And I told myself prior to like getting involved with someone that that's not something that I was going to do mm-hmm. because it's so easy to fall into that, to fall into the whole, like, Oh my God, you've been through this. Oh, like I've been through this. And it's like, yeah, everyone has been through things, but I think that that's a perfect opportunity for you to really be like, Am I going to be a product of the environment that I grew up in? Mm -hmm. Or am I going to use my testimony Mm -hmm. as a way to like, like, you know, open up doors for people, even myself. You know what I'm saying? Like showing people that you don't have to always talk about what you've been through for Mm -hmm. you to be heard. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that plays into the whole um, silence is the loudest Mm -hmm. uh, reaction or or whatever you want to call it but for me one thing like you know once my relative had told me this it just made me think like a part of my journey does not involve healing other people Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying because for me no one gave me the tools no one gave me the resources to you know figure out how i'm gonna get through the things that i've gone through you know what i'm saying like I remember speaking to a friend and this was at like the brink of my breakup. And, you know, my friend was telling me like, as cliche as it sounds. And um, I believe it was, it was Tina Knowles who has said it like in order to go through it, in order Mm -hmm. to get through it, you have to go through it. And I think that that was in um, Beyonce's song Mm -hmm. Ring Off, I believe that was. Um, But Miss Tina in the ending said, in order to go through it, you have to get through it. And I've heard that. Mm -hmm. Like, I've I've heard that. Like, people tell me that. Like, all the only way to... It's almost like you accept... You you have to accept your feelings, accept that moment, those emotions to get through it. Literally. And I think that the problem is people think that going especially in in terms of healing or in terms of a journey people are seeing it as like a distance like like they're seeing it from a a tunnel vision Mm -hmm. and sometimes the journey could literally be you sitting in your bed like in your thoughts you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. no really though like i i could sit and think about how i was in the beginning of a heartbreak versus how I am now if I were to deal with the heartbreak. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, I've learned how to process things, something that I didn't know how to do in the past. I've learned how to uh, dissect things, Mm -hmm. something that I didn't know how to do in the past. And those are the tools that has helped me Mm -hmm. be able to overcome some of those heartaches that I faced. So going back to the whole who got you the way you got others, I think that, you have yourself the way no one has you. Mm-hmm. Like, does that make sense? Yes. Like, for me, it's like take people out of the equation. People are going to disappoint you regardless. Mm-hmm. Let, 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 let's take them out of the equation and start putting yourself in the equation. Like, for example, if I come across a quote, right, something in the lines that goes like, oh, um, especially in like, like, uh, Let's just say, for example, a quote that has to do with love, right? Oh, you're this or you're that, right? I like to put myself in, like, the third person and speak to myself and kind of give myself, like, words of affirmation. And that's how I was able to love myself. That's how I was able to sit in my solitude by myself. That's how I was able to process things by just being patient and realizing that, no one is going to come to your aid when you really need it. I like that you pointed that out because I think that's something a lot of people need to understand. Like when it's time for self-reflection, you know, healing and all that, it's only you in that bed at night. You're going through those emotions, not them, not they're in their bed peaceful. They're doing what they really do, whatever though. they got to do. So it's and important. And it's so easy to like 
it's easier to like it's easier said than done. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Absolutely. But people really have to like just take a step back. And I say this for those who and be like, yo, I do that. That's true. Yeah, I say this for those who don't know how to. You know what I'm saying? Like, just start. Mm-hmm. Really sit down. Really like take a journal. Like literally write. And and you know those things called like inside monologue. Yes. Right. When I when I write in my journal, kid you not, I literally write exactly word for word, verbatim, what I'm saying in my head. And I was mm-hmm. able to, you know, be vocal about how I was feeling when I didn't know how to put it into words. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, it, it read like you were talking. Exactly. <laughs> I like, like I wow. could I could I think I shared a couple pages yeah, with you in my journal. And you really even deep. said it. Yeah. That that's how I am though. Like I I kind of look at myself from a third person like and i think that that's the level of our spiritual and where that comes into Mm -hmm. play being able yeah being able to really speak in third person and tap into that Mm -hmm. and almost heal yourself like there's this thing that i say and and i may have said it in a previous episode healing isn't linear Mm -hmm. and i love that like i genuinely love that you know, it, it goes into the word plays of the highs and the lows, or mm-hmm. think about the roller coaster going up slowly, then it goes back down. If you're going back down, the only way to go back is up. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So when I came to the realization of like knowing that healing isn't linear, it was easier for me to just be a little easier on me. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense, like not be too hard on myself, like, oh, when are you going to get it together? Why the fuck you still feel how you feel? Like, no, I mm-hmm. was able to really just be patient with myself and understand that my healing journey, it doesn't include starting from somewhere and ending from somewhere. No, mm-hmm. my healing journey includes having good ass Fridays or good ass Monday mornings and then having a rough like Tuesday or Wednesday, like it isn't linear. I think the key is for you to just be patient. Mm-hmm. And again, I know it's easier said than done. Like people always, they tell me when I open up to them and have like an intellectual conversation, they always ask me like, how did you do it? Like, you know, how how were you able to, you know, I guess get to a point of, not being angry or not blaming others or not questioning God. Like, I think for me, you kind of got to slap yourself in the face, like Mm -hmm. really slap the shit out of yourself, not physically, but snap out of it is what I'm saying. It's values in those valleys. Right. You know? Tap into that a little bit. What do you mean? Well, this is a book I was reading a while back. It's from Iyanla Vincent, yes, I said yes, that right. Ayala. And um, it really talks a lot about uh, black women's struggle struggles, but a lot of the valleys that we go through in life, whether it's relationships, emotional, whatever, and it's value in those valleys. You there are lessons that you take while you're down there. Because just like how you mentioned, when you go down, you have to come back up just like a valley. So that's why I really wanted to throw that in there. Mm, I love that. There's a quote that you mentioned. It says, the wound is the place where the light enters you. Mm. And I think when when we tap into that, I kind of smile a little, a little bit knowing that there is beauty in pain. There is beauty in heartache. There is beauty in sadness. When you realize like how fortunate we are to feel the things that we feel, it's like, would you rather be someone who, and I know it's not possible, but would you rather be someone that was emotionless to, I guess, not feel the things that you don't want to feel? Or would you prefer to feel those things? Like, you know what I tell myself and I've learned in therapy? I have to feel what I'm feeling in order to become familiar so that in the event that I'm faced with a similar interaction, and I know how I felt prior, then I know how to move moving forward. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, for example, I like that. no, seriously, like, obviously, I've gotten my heart broken. I've cried very hard, you know, like I've had sleepless nights. 
And instead of being upset at myself for feeling those things, I was very patient and I allowed myself to feel those things. And again, become familiar so that in the event that I'm faced with the same kind of experience, I don't have to go through that. Mm -hmm. I tell myself, I don't want to deal with this shit and I keep it pushing because I don't have to deal with shit I don't want to. That is a fact. You get what I'm saying? So for me, I just think that when you take a step back and realize the beauty in life and how fortunate we are as individuals, like, you know, especially like I, I just have to tap into this whole like me dating right now. Right. And I and I let I let guys know off rip like you don't have to deal with something you don't want to. Period. Mm -hmm. Like, you really don't. If you do not want to fuck with me, you can literally get your shit and keep it pushing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I think that it's easier like that. There's open transparency to have those conversations. Um, I don't have expectations of people. That's also a tool. And I think that that's something that you have to master. It's going back to this conversation that I had with a friend of mine on the train saying how, for me... The problem is, like, going back to the whole topic of who got you the way you got others, right? When I tap into it, and I'm like, damn, like, I try to get my peoples on to, like, what I what I got going on. Like, you know, I come from the streets in the South Bronx, so it's like I have this hungry attitude. Like, I'm very ambitious in, in, in the goals that I want to achieve. And I think I'm I'm getting rid of the hard part to make it easier for my people. Mm -hmm. But then it's like... And I try not to have this mentality, but why make it easier for others when it wasn't even easy for you? Because if you're making something easier for someone mm -hmm. else, all they're going to do is essentially jump on the bandwagon, use you for whatever you're able to give. And then when you're no longer able to give, it's like, all right, I'm done. Thank you. And then they keep it pushing. That's why I don't hold people to a standard. Mm -hmm. I don't have expectations. I keep it to a very minimum. And I allow people to be who they are. When mm -hmm. you allow someone to be who they are, it saves you so much time to, like, subtract, like, okay, I don't like this person for that reason. I don't like, like no, literally. Mm -hmm. Once you have that open dialogue, all right, this is what I'm looking for. You know, these are my boundaries. This is what I don't fuck with. This is what I fuck with, whatever the case may be. Then it's like, you're giving someone an opportunity to really, you know, one day if they feel like they didn't want to deal with it, they don't have to. And that mm -hmm. saves me a heartache and a headache. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> that's just where I'm at with it. I don't know. I just think that people really have to start, I guess, taking accountability mm -hmm. and realizing that what you give is what you get. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think we all heard that growing up, literally. Like, for me, I think once I've, I've tapped into that whole mentality of, like, just leaving people with where they're at, mm -hmm. it's so crazy to me how much I was able to accomplish within myself, within my community, within the people who I call family, even my family. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just by letting go of the dead weight. What's your takeaway on that? No, I agree with everything you said. I, I really like that. Let's talk about, like, what friend you have. Like, do you have a similar experience? Well, of course. I think that um, my situation is a bit more rowdy, rowdy. Let's get but, into uh, <laughs> it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like um, at one point I was a friend that was always there for, you know, one of my friends and they just had a lot of baggage that I don't think that I was ready for, to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, she had, they had a toxic boyfriend, you know, just whole situation. They on medication. Long story short, I'm hanging out with this friend and their boyfriend's calling, trying to figure out where we at. We're in a car chase. Don't know why it's just, <laughs> it was just a hot mess. And I'm over here like, I'm you know to what? Keep up with but you. this is the crazy thing though. I'm over here like, okay, I got to stay by her side because if anything happened, we going to die together. Mm. I got her back. She right. I'm not leaving. We, we going to ride this out. Look how you were willing to, you realize how you kind of put your life on the line for someone, right? 
Yeah. So my question is, do you think that that same person would have done the same thing to you? Uh, and if not, would that change anything that you did in the past? Absolutely. Okay. To answer the first question, looking at it now, absolutely not. Only because they got back together the following week. Mm. So it was one of those situations. And for two, I think I was more of a giver at that time. Okay. So I didn't see my value yet. Mm. You said something about this individual getting back with their partner, mm -hmm. right? It was a similar situation where I had a friend who I physically witnessed my friend's partner put his hands on her. Mm. And part of me wanted to react, right? I think I was in a state of shock because I've experienced things as a young kid. So it's like the familiarity was there when I witnessed that as mm -hmm. an adult. So I didn't realize that I was sort of kind of like in a state of shock when it happened, when the initial like smacking in the face happened. And so it could have went two ways, right? And at the time, my friend even told me this too, how she said, thank God you didn't get involved. Mm. Because naturally, like, I'm an Aries. You know, we a Ram. We, we, we fire signs. You know, we that, live. Right, right. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, you hurt my friend. You hurt me. And I, I say this in the humblest yeah, way possible. I would have done something crazy. No, but that's what I'm saying. In the humblest way possible. You hurt my friend. I will hurt you. Mm -hmm. So in that moment when it happened, I physically saw myself tackling this man. Mind you, this man is like six, seven. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm only five, seven. You get what I'm saying? This mm -hmm. dude is like taller than me. So in the instant moment of it happening, it's kind of like I had an out-of-body experience and I mm -hmm. jumped out and tackled the shit out of this man. And started just throwing blows after blows, right? But then when it was all said and done, that I guess the situation had like died down. And, you know, mm -hmm. I guess he went for a walk or whatever the case may be. And me and my friend spoke about it. And I told her like, yo, what would have happened if I would have like really put my hands on him? Oh, babe, I'm glad you didn't do that. Like, And her saying that, it kind of felt to me like, that that was something that she, I guess, became accustomed to. Mm -hmm. The whole idea of, you know, him putting his hands mm -hmm. on each other. So on, on her. So I say that to basically say how, like, it, you know, you can love your friend as much as you love them. Mm -hmm. Right. But you kind of have to take a step back and ask yourself. That risk that you're willing to put yourself in. Mm -hmm. Is it worth it? Right. I have been in multiple, like, scenarios where I've lost friends that chose their partners over, mm -hmm. you know, a genuine relationship or a genuine connection. And I, too, have been in a situation where I never physical. I will say that I wasn't involved in a physical relationship. However, I have chose my previous partner over my friends. You know what I'm saying? So I think me experiencing that, I'm able to kind of say that, like, really ask yourself, is that worth it to put yourself in that type of situation? So why do you feel like people, especially in relationships, choose their partners, whether it be uh, domestic or just you, you're choosing them over your friends or people you love more, like your family? Great question. I think it's it's the familiarity. It really is. Like, there was countless, countless amount of times where people will always ask me, like, oh, why'd you stay? Why did you stay? Like, again, keep in mind, I was in a very long, a long relationship, right? So mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've gotten that question. And it's like, people don't understand. Like, when you have a partner and you guys lay your head at night in the same bed, under the same roof, just you two, there's this, like, a vulnerability that only exists within you two. You can be the most vulnerable person in front of your friends, 
maybe in front of your family. Mm -hmm. But with a partner, it's just a different level. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, like, for example, I didn't have a friend that was in the trenches with me. Like, you know, I was 19 when I got my first apartment with my ex, right? Mm -hmm. Prior to that, my ex stood with me in my mom's house. Like, you know, I had to sacrifice my bedroom that I was sharing with my brothers at the time to sleep in a living room on a twin bed with my ex. And this is prior to us having our own apartment. So it's like, we know that. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then when we did have our first apartment, I remember, you know, perfect scenario. It goes down to like, we didn't even have a, um, a can opener. And, you know, you could get a can opener from the store for, like, $3. But mm -hmm. at that time, we didn't have $3. You get mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, we were down bad. You feel mm -hmm. me? I was 19 at the time. I'm 27 now, about to be 28. So it was a while ago. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everything that I know now, I didn't know back then. But it's so serious. Like, I remember going downstairs to the front of my building and me and my ex, and he had a can, uh, like a can of beans. We had We were trying to make, like, um, actually, it wasn't that we didn't have money for a can opener. We had money, but we sacrificed it to get, like, fried chicken from the Chinese store. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Where, so we bought, like, fried chicken. And, and then, then you're going to have some beans. Yeah, and, you know, we made some white rice. So we had to, like, sacrifice the little bit of money that we had to eat, right? But it's things like that. You get what I'm saying? Things like that that no one is around to, mm -hmm. like, see or witness or be a part of, like, when you have that one person, it don't matter how long you've been with this person. It's just like maybe the attachment. Maybe it's mm -hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? But for me, it's just the familiarity of it. You get what I'm saying? Like this is someone that like for, at one point me and my ex was homeless. You know what I'm saying? Like um, we, didn't have, we, we, we had negative accounts in our bank accounts. You know what I'm saying? Like it's different things that I've shared with this one individual who I didn't even know before. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like I grew up, you know, um, one out of five kids and in, in a three bedroom with a single mom. Like I had a life prior to meeting this individual. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, I met him and, and we've established this relationship and this connection and just something that again, only two parties or may if, or if you're in a poly relationship that's different but monogam <laughs> monogamy wise if you're in a involved with an individual that you know y'all too have been through whatever you guys have faced adversity you guys have gone through it together mm -hmm. i don't blame people i really don't like i was there like i and unfortunately not not even unfortunately like I'm very much like that. That's that's how my loyalty is, that if I decide to really, you know, go out and have another relationship, like, I'm like that. I ride or die for mine. You know what I'm saying? And, I again, that's what I think that that's what it is for people. Yeah, I agree. So, like, you cannot question it. Like, that's like my mom. My mom was married, I believe, maybe 15 years. She was with someone for 15 years. But... She, too, was involved in, in a very verbal, abusive relationship. Not to put her business out there, but, you know, with this show, we're, we're all about transparency. <laughs> so we're, we're just going to let it out. And I want people to really see that, like, we're not just these two caricatures. Like, we're two individuals, two minorities who, like, grew up and got it out the trenches, got it out the mud, did what they had to do. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, I, too, have seen my mom gone through that. And I don't blame her. When I was younger, I was like, yo, why the fuck is she still dealing with it? Like, what? Like, growing up, I was on heavy on the, I will not deal with that shit, whatever. Like, but then again, you really can't judge until you have, you may have not been through the same shit, but if you've been through something similar, you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, you just can't judge. Mm -hmm. So that's just where I'm at with the whole situation. I don't know. <laughs> to each his own. But that was a good question. Yeah, I what think, do you, um, like, what do you think, like, how do you feel about that? Why do you think people stay? Well, it's, it's definitely interesting because I think it depends a lot on what people's traumas are. Like, you know, I, I do have this friend, 
you know, she was dating this guy. He was a narcissist, very much Aquarius, mm, mm. Uh, the worst. And she would call <laughs> me telling me, you know, things like, oh, he doesn't want her hanging around certain people. And then he bought this house and he asked her for $4,000 and she gave it to her. And I said, why would you do that? You know, wait, I have a question not to cut you off, but because what I also want us to do is kind of be self-aware of the types of word choices that we that we choose to say. Mm-hmm. Narcissistic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I understand the definition of a narcissist, but at the same tone, you mentioned something in the lines of this individual um, telling you, n- telling your friend what they can and cannot wear. I think, in that sense, that this individual has insecurities Mm -hmm. so maybe it's not so much of them being a narcissist Mm -hmm. it's very heavy on them having insecurities Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying because it's like for example like maybe your friend's man didn't like what they were saying because maybe you know Mm -hmm. your friend someone might like where you're that's heavy on insecurity heavy so maybe it wasn't so much that he was a narcissist maybe it was just that he was a very insecure individual. Mm-hmm. So how did your friend go about that? Well, she stayed with him from what I know. Um, she was still waiting on her money. She called me crying, telling me that, you know, he, she's, he still hadn't paid her. He's talking to her crazy. I said, well, why are you staying with him? He's not pouring into you for one. And he's beating you down emotionally. Mm-hmm. Like, so what are you getting out of any of this? And you're, and you're down 4000 I mean, it does say, say everything about the type of character your friend is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that us as humans, we tend to do a lot. Mm-hmm. You get with someone, they, they, they take and take and take and take. And, you know, eventually all they're doing is breaking you down. Mm-hmm. And the act of them breaking you down is only fucking you up mentally. Mm-hmm. You're going to sit there and start to question yourself. When I'm pretty sure not like you or in general, like, mm-hmm. you know, someone comes in, like me, for example, baby, mm. I was very secure as a teen, very. And not putting blame on nobody, right? I'm not even going to put blame on myself. I think now that I know this as an adult, I'm able to move the way that I move mm-hmm. in a relationship. But in the past, it's like, I allowed an individual to break me. And then this individual's voice became my own voice. So it's like, we kind of have to, in a sense, and I know it's easier said than done, but you really have to like, not saying that this is what you did, but in general, you really have to stop blaming the other person. Mm -hmm. Like, you fucked up because you allowed someone who you thought was for you to break you and let me let me take a step back because i'm not gonna say you allowed it as if like that's what you wanted but because you love this person but because you was willing to fucking you know do anything for this person really like ride or die you know what i'm saying like we allow individuals to come into our lives and 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 I'm all about leaving an imprint, but I'm I'm heavy on leaving a positive imprint. Mm-hmm. Like the negative ones are the ones that build character, mm-hmm. but the positive ones are the ones that stay the longest. Mm-hmm. Like I could go back to like a person, a stranger that complimented me and it was like, damn, you know, the, like the conviction and the tone and like this person genuinely meaning like even people saying I have a good heart, it just, it does everything for me. You know, and I think that that's all the validation that I need. Like, baby, we do not need validation (laughs) from nobody. You get what I'm saying? Like, no. That is a fact. So, I mean, definitely tell your friend, and I hope your friend hears this, that she does not need validation from nobody. Yeah. She's that bitch. Okay. (laughs) She's going to continue to be that that bitch. bitch. (laughs) You forever that bitch. Hello. So you know. Yeah, right. heavy on that. I don't know. I just, for me, I, I, I love humans. Um, 
And when I what I mean when I say that is that just the dynamic. Like I learn so much from people, mm-hmm. whether it's negative, whether it's positive, whether it's like a consequence, whether it's in anything. Like I learn, baby. Period. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no funny shit. And I think that that's a really beautiful thing. But don't get me wrong. I'm still very guarded. Like, I still make sure, like, I could read this individual. And and even the ones that I can't read, not for nothing, I'm like, I don't know. But I don't allow my experience or what I've been through to kind of, like, deteriorate something that can ultimately be good, you know? And you know what I love, too? Because I know that people feel like, oh, gosh, I don't want to get older and all this. But it's like, for me, I'm 27 years old. And I love getting older because I learned so much from my mistakes, my pains, my my good choices. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm loving the woman that I'm becoming. I'm, I got so much character. I hear I'm that. funny as hell. You a and catch. And I'm more funnier when I'm not sober. <laughs> you know you what I mean? You a catch, baby. <laughs> But this 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 is what I love, right? Like, be patient with yourself enough mm-hmm. for someone to be patient with you. I love that. No, for real. Like, especially when it comes to dating, right? I was dating someone and I had told this individual, like, I want to love myself so much that, like, the love that I have for myself is almost like you got to compete with that. And mm-hmm. by competing with that, that's how I know, like, all right, I'm going to stick beside him. Like, this is the one for me. You get what I'm saying? Because it's like, when you love yourself, like, no one can't make you question that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Honestly. And it's like, it comes a time where it's like, damn, like, I want to love this person as much as they love themselves. I love that. No, heavy. Like, that's, that, that's where my mental is at. That's why it's like, you know, the possibility of you loving someone else it's stronger when you love yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that that goes into like... You're just so secure. Yeah, literally. And, you know, just even when you get to that place, because don't get me wrong, we're humans. And I, and I want to let this be known. I want people to understand this. Like, you can be so sure of yourself. Like, you can, you can be at the highest. Like, you can be, like, the best version of yourself. But life has a funny way of happening. Mm -hmm. And I think the tool or the lesson to be learned is that what goes up must come down. Mm -hmm. It's your attitude when you hit that rock bottom. Are you going to be that type of person that's like, oh, why me? Like, what? you know, I was doing so good. Why did I have to go through this? And I think that when you do go through something, you can be up here in life successful, have businesses, be an entrepreneur, making fucking seven, eight figures mm-hmm. a year or, or whatever. Anytime you face adversity, anytime you hit rock bottom, there's a lesson to be taught, mm-hmm. period. Like, you know what's my biggest theme now? And I think as we're, we're getting like <clears throat> into the year, perspective. Like I always... Now, especially now, I'm not going to say always, like, this is something I was doing. But for me, I take a step back, right? And I'm like, all right, what if I was in this person's shoes? And again, I know it's easier said than done, but perspective can, like, literally save you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it can make you think of, like, your next move in terms of, like, actions. Literally take a step back, put yourself in this person's shoes and be like, and that's how you go about treating people. Mm Period. Like, I just think for me personally, I'm okay with the idea of no one having me the way that I have them. Because even even then, right, because I could sit here and it, it may even come off like a little tooting of the horn of me having someone the way that, or like, you know, who has you the way you have others, right? Even then, people might feel like, well, you don't have me the way I have you. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Let's take that out the equation. Start thinking, how do how would you like to be treated? Period. Or what about this? 
how you love yourself is how you teach others to love you. Mm. Mm. How you love yourself is how you teach others. And I've been thinking about that you. quote a lot over the past few days. Yeah, that's deep. That's definitely deep. Because if you're somebody who has trauma and you're hurt, you're going to be hurt to yourself. You're going to say bad things about yourself or you're going to allow things to happen. And then when you get in a relationship, you're going to subconsciously allow your partner to do things. And then the next relationship, you know, this could be a whole nother person. It's like a domino And it's going to start yeah. again. And you're like, that why can't I get away from this? That goes back to the saying of like, if you, and not verbatim, but something in the lines of if you didn't learn from like your previous relationship, God is going to send you the same mm -hmm. like person in another body. It's the circle of life. No, for real. <laughs> and that's crazy. So that's something that I'm definitely going to like get into too. Mm -hmm. Love yourself enough. And like the way you love yourself is like you're teaching someone how to love you. Mm -hmm. I love that. Pour into yourself. First. And then it's going to be just back to you. I love that. I think when you pour into yourself first. I got to tell my friend that. Let me call her as. <laughs> you have enough to like, because, you know, we pour into others first. Mm -hmm. And then you end up with an empty cup. Mm -hmm. So when you pour into yourself first, the next person pouring into you, your cup is always going to stay full. Did you see that that video on Instagram where it was three ants trying to get to the next leaf? And then the two of the ants made it and there was this one ant because he was the base of the bridge. Mm. So they walked across and they left the ant behind. What was the takeaway from that? There was no takeaway. It was just sad. <laughs> <laughs> that poor ant was left behind. That was sad. I just felt What bad. I'm asking you is like, <laughs> how did that make you feel? You know, I really felt like it's really a survival of the fittest. It's really just people take and take, you know, you really, all you really have is yourself, but you can't think like that's that. what I was about to get into. That's like, I don't, I don't want to live in a world where I have to be selfish, Yeah, where I have to be like, Oh, fuck that person. I'm going to put myself first. Like, I think even having those types of like mental, like notes in your head is only taken away from the value mm -hmm. of like, what you're putting into this universe. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Like living in gratitude and just simply being thankful for life should be enough. Oh, I love that. No, seriously. Like I'm, I think I'm done with this whole, like, Oh, what is this person doing for me? Or mm -hmm. I'm still going to do for others. I'm still going to do good onto others. I'm, I'm going to do good onto myself, mm -hmm. my, my community, my peers, the people around me. And live with gratitude and just be thankful, seriously. And I think that people really take that shit for granted. So what are like some like just like examples of for people who are wanting to know, like, how can I start that direction? I know I feel like I've been saying this like all throughout and I know it's easier said than done. <laughs> but you have to start. But you know what? I think we make life harder than what it really is. That's what I'm saying. Like, you asking, oh, like, how, you know, literally start. Mm -hmm. Get up, go outside, see the world from a different perspective. Let's say you're used to going a certain route, a route to work or a route to school. You're used to going to a route. Take a different route. Go a different way. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to take you to the same destination. But see different things mm -hmm. you know and and let's tap into that on a more deeper level versus me saying it like above the surface mm -hmm. like sometimes it's not always about what you see but like the perspective of how you're seeing it mm -hmm. and that's like a painting that i see right of these two individuals in a cell and they're like painting and the individual painted like the jail bars mm -hmm. from the window and the other individual painted the outside from the window. Oh, and they were talking wow. about perspective, like what you see. I like that. No, literally, it can like change your perspective. It's not even about what actually, yeah, it is what you see. Like one individual saw themselves in jail, but the other 
individual saw freedom. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So change your perspective a little bit. Take a step back. Be patient with yourself. Change your route. Change your perspective. Mm -hmm. And just live in gratitude and be thankful and thank God. Period. And thank the people you have in your corner. Like, you may feel like, you know, people are important into you. But pour into the ones that have already poured into you. Yes. And let's keep it consistent. We're too busy looking for more. Yes. No, seriously. No, you have people around you. Listen. I agree. 100%. So for me. Keep blowing up your phone. Right. Same annoying person. (laughs) But they got your back. Right, right, right. So go on and respond. Go open it and respond right now. No, seriously. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I just think that, like I said, live with gratitude and just be thankful period per i love that well guys we want to thank you again for joining us in another episode of so i have this friend and we hope that you guys definitely um listen in and you guys agree um feel free to you know comment anything you know you guys can email us you guys can send us questions or concerns if you have Reach anything out to us on social media. literally that's what we're here for that's what that's what we want to see we want people to engage and you know understand that these are two individuals myself and ty who have endured a lot and is using this opportunity to create a safe space for people to just be vocal and talk about things that doesn't seem so comfortable to talk about so uh, again, we want to thank you guys for joining us. And again, if you have some any questions or anything personal that you want to talk about that you want us to bring to the show, definitely bring it to our attention. And we look forward to seeing you guys come back. Thank you. Ew. Bye, friends. Later, friends. <laughs>